0: It is in the night that you meet the strangest creatures.
1: He looked out the window all night, contemplating the
2: stars. A problem I've been having lately. feeling tired when I'm in the second half of the day usually around like 3 30 is when I'm starting to get sleepy and my and my only solution is to have a cup of tea or a coffee and I, I don't really like that like why why do I have to be so dependent on something like that to feel energy at a time of day which I'm not even supposed to be tired And look at the time, it's 11.35 p.m. I usually work on this show at night and unfortunately a lot of the time I just don't really have the energy or mind frame to do it. But, I have to say, a cup of tea does help sometimes. Although recently I rediscovered another thing that gives me a little bolt of energy late into the night uh... infatuation I guess is the best word for it it happened the other day while I was sitting at home alone on a Saturday night I was content with the night, for the most part. I was laying down, re-watching my favorite show, The Affair, and taking notes on the subtleties of each episode that I picked up on to analyze during the new season. But suddenly, I received a hey. Oh, that's my text tone. And not just any hey, it was a hey from someone I haven't spent time with nor really talked to in a while. It was someone who I would have loved to spend time with she asked what are you doing and I was like just cooling off in my apartment it was really hot that day and i was dressed like i was laying on the beach or something and i forgot what else she said hold on let me look i don't really like reliving these conversations okay she said you want to hang and i said yes i would actually And then she told me to come to her neighborhood. I told her I could be there in like 30 minutes, and she said, perfect. Then within five minutes, I was out the door, fully dressed, and I had jumped into a car. And that's where I felt that jolt of energy again. I was in a really good mood. I felt excited, hopeful, determined. My leg was jiggling. was like, oh, this is what I needed. I didn't need to take advantage of a medium iced Americano or listen to a Sheryl Crow song 30 times. I just needed this energy from this person wanting to see me and just going out and hanging with them. Looking back at it now, it kind of reminded me of when I was a kid. I used to look out the window by my living room and wait for my best friend to come over. Uh, It was that little buzz of excitement seeing their mom's car pull into the driveway. But just like every impulse of energy, I probably had a little too much of it. I'm thinking, this is the start of a beautiful thing. We're going to be hanging out tomorrow still. Maybe even Monday. Maybe I'll have 4th of July plans. You know, I should ask Adam if I can get a plus one for his wedding. I mean, he offered before. Oh, should have gotten flowers. And then I would snap myself out of it. And like, alright, cool it, buddy. Within that half hour car ride, I went back and forth. Letting myself float up into this imaginative future with this person and then pulling myself back down. And this could be a one-off thing. Maybe she'll regret asking me to hang by the time I'm even there. I mean, 30 minutes, that's like half an episode of The Affair. So much happens in a half an hour. But I think this is the kind of stuff I need to try to tap into. Maybe not that delusional romanticism put that giddy excitement I get just from an idea entering my brain well we've got a great show tonight one that made me truly giddy and excited to share first up we've got my friend Dami Lee who's a cartoonist in New York City and just came out with a book of her comics called be everything at once it's really funny Also, senior editor from Racked, Alana Oaken, joins me to talk about her book, The Curse of the Boyfriend Sweater, which I really loved. So really two people who have worked on these big projects outside of their daily workload. So I'm going to see what drives them. And we got music from Yucky Bangs. So you see what I mean about getting excited? It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's do it. But first...
3: Juice, box pop. It's math class, come on. Learn it. Hear a knock on the door when it may begin. Then a bomb goes off, lose my wife and kids. Find yourself a seat, grab a ball of Shove cookies in her face till we it feels like pew. She could have <laughs> given me that friend. But you know I can't win. Yeah, you know what we is. It was true. And you got a square. Group, group. Welcome to my form. We can find your neoplastic mask. Analyze this diagram. We only like
2: to, to get A's. Welcome to the world. Let's see Grandma 3B. Netflix has so many
3: shows now. Three
0: strikes and your alcohol oh. oh.
3: Santa's in my house Welcome our bad mouse Slow it down, where the house in the sanded too But I see a freaking skeleton trying to hide Keep it cold, do you open up the trains Why do you come to my house and celebrate? Here's the chips Sometimes it's Say nay, I wanna be a surgeon? My mama don't want grandkids, kids. Welcome to grandma's house. Jesus in control Say that on division. We have to go out and fight. How cool is my spouse? Got my iron sword now. Show me all those emeralds. Show me how you go now. Welcome to my court. It's
1: the brand song. Welcome to my drop-off the crib, the spot the pad. And your
0: leggings are pants
1: that cover the back.
3: Excuse me if my school has got my swag. Except for the time he got in the trash. Rejoice, noel, midnight mass.
0: I tattooed the Lord Spanish holding me back. You just spit on the carpet, man. Where is the
3: cleaner at? It's my house. Time to take out the trash. Welcome to my class. Radiated hometown. We adore his tiny snout. Or she will shoot you. Welcome to my school. Piggy's running in the barn. Welcome to my couch
2: to my- Okay, so I forgot to mention at the top of the show what dami and I are going to be doing. dami and I are coworkers as well as friends. And something that has come up in conversation a few times for one reason or another is slime. I've always loved the aesthetic of slime probably from watching too many Nickelodeon cartoons as a kid but the past few years slime has been a thing online with the ASMR community. ASMR if you don't know stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response which is basically this relaxing sensation you get that gives you you know gives you the chills. Some people call it like a brain massage. Kinda like that thing people do when they pretend to crack an egg on your head. I hope you know what I mean by that. But a lot of people online have been associating it with these hypersensitive audio recordings, like opening packages and and playing with things like hairbrushes, which tend to give that same feeling. So eventually people started doing this while making like homemade slime with household products. Anyways, that's what Dami and I did for this interview. So put on your headphones for this one, folks. Here we go. All right, I'm here with Dami Lee, writer, cartoonist, friend, Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: All right. What an intro. <laughs> Author of the book, Be Everything at Once. That's right. Tales of a Cartoonist Lady Person. Yep. Oh, I don't even have the book with me. Dang it. Me
1: neither. <laughs> it's okay.
2: Well, tell, tell us a little bit about the book.
1: So the book is a collection of the webcomics that I've been putting online for about the past two years. And half of it is new and half of it is like all new comics and I kind of arranged them in a way so it told like a narrative story beginning with my family's journey immigrating to Texas from Korea and then like kind of growing up in California but also like moving back and forth between Korea and America and moving back to Korea like as an adult and trying to figure out you know like who I am like my identity and culture um, And then just how all of that played into what my life is like now, today, in New York as a cartoonist and a writer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I really liked how it, it really separated the topics in, yeah. in the book. Um, it's really funny. I was like Thank laughing you. out loud <laughs> reading, the, reading the book, uh, which I don't do too often when uh-huh. I'm reading, you know? Yeah. That was really great. So I was trying to figure out what the best way to do an interview with mm-hmm. you would be. Yeah, And... I think the best way to do it is to also make slime yeah. while we're doing it.
1: Thank you for acknowledging just how important slime is to the fabric of our society. I feel like I've been largely ignored mm-hmm. whenever I pitch like anything about slime. I mean, at this point, it's kind of, you know, we're a little bit late, but mm-hmm. the, it's still going strong. On this uh, yeah, it really
2: yeah. is. And I, I still don't think people are doing the ASMR slime Well, enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think it's recorded well enough. Right. And I just wanted to give it a try myself. You actually have a comic in your book that mentions ASMR slime. That's right. How did you get into that?
1: I think maybe I saw it for the first time on Instagram. And then, you know how Instagram kind of like suggests other accounts that are similar to the one you followed? Mm -hmm. So, like, once I started following one, like, other ones started appearing, especially on the explore tab. And it's very global. It's not just, like, limited to America because some of the best slime accounts I follow are Korean. And I recently actually just purged all the slime accounts that I followed except for one Korean account. (laughs) And that one, like, I think I'm just going to, like, follow it forever because they just keep pushing the boundaries of slime art. What are they called? It's, like, I want to double check, but I think it's go underscore slime. Uh And they kind of just use slime to make other things like food, like really realistic food, and sometimes I'll just like draw on top of the slime and then like kind of ruin it by like mushing it <laughs> together at the end. It's really an elevated art form.
2: Oh, you have to check that out. Yeah. All right, so I ha- I bought all the supplies to do this.
1: Yeah, thank you for doing that. Like- <laughs> oh, it's my
2: pleasure. So we have two separate recipes, but this one I, I found is uh, called Fluffy Slime. hmm and it looked really cool, yeah. and it, like, the pictures of people putting their hands in it was just... It just
1: looks so soft yeah, and pillowy.
2: Yeah, so I think we should make that. Yes. Do you have the recipe over there? Uh,
1: yes. Okay. Did you print two copies?
2: Uh, I don't know. This said it was going to be 42 yes. pages. Okay. I, so <laughs>
1: 42 pages?
2: So I didn't... It was, uh, you know, how recipes online are. They just uh-huh. love the backstory and everything. Yeah. All right, so I have... What do we need? i got, got this um, contact
1: lens solution. Contact
2: lens solution. What else?
1: Um, you need white glue.
2: White glue so, here, a big bottle
1: here. Uh, Andrew bought, what is this, one gallon of Elmer's glue. <laughs> and some shaving cream.
2: Mm-hmm. What else does it say in
1: there? Oh, baking soda.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah, baking soda. Great. <laughs> okay, so... Where are we going to put this on? Should we put it in, in that the bowl. tray? Or then the bowl?
1: Um, hmm. I feel like the bowl would be easier to mix it in.
2: Okay.
3: So.
1: Are we making two separate slimes? Maybe. Or maybe if one too. Maybe if you want.
2: Yeah, we could. I did buy this borax, so I'll probably use it at some point.
1: I'm, like, scared of the borax, honestly. Like, I've heard a lot of horror stories of kids oh, really? getting, like, Chemical rashes. <laughs> oh <my God.
2: laughs> uh, all right, we'll play safe then. Yeah. What do we? How okay. much baking? So it says uh,
1: one teaspoon baking soda. Okay,
2: I actually don't have any teaspoons. Okay, just Okay, what's like? Could good... got some spoons here somewhere? Oh, I would
1: need. It's all a chemical reaction that I just don't understand.
2: Yeah, so I'm just gonna.
1: Wait, wait. You have to start with the glue.
2: Oh, okay. How much glue? Hmm.
1: Say is yours here?
2: it's the page before the the ten.
1: I need page nine oh. page eight. That's seven and eight. Okay. <laughs> Two thirds cup. <come. laughs>
2: okay. Well, You're I get probably, a whole cup. Like, yeah. I don't know if you get
1: That's good. Okay. That looks like paint.
2: Yeah. Wow. Alright, I'm just gonna dump it in the bowl. Oh, wow. Well, sorry, <laughs> I heard you gasp.
1: <laughs> no, watch out,
2: Oof. watch out,
1: Stop. Okay. Okay, so you got your glue mm-hmm. you okay, can put it on
2: right
1: here. Oh, great. And then you wanna add over here. a quarter cup of water.
2: So I have a cup of water over.
3: Yeah.
1: This cup we fill this halfway okay. or you have a quarter
2: I do have a quarter okay. but since everything's times three right N- no Oop.
1: that's good wait 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 because you added a cup yeah of glue yeah and the recipe called for a two-thirds cup so that's like uh, oh
2: right I see what you mean is pretty
1: good. Yeah. Okay. And then add the teaspoon of baking soda. Okay.
2: How's that? Is that is it enough for? No, that good. More? Yeah.
1: There... Throw that in there. And then mix.
2: All right. What about the shaving cream?
1: Uh, we add that after we mix.
2: Oh. Um, All right, so Dami, how do I be everything at once? Like your book.
1: I feel like you're already doing it. Like, here you are after work, working on your passion project, your late night talk show. I think that's part of it, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, your book was very relatable to me. Yeah. Because you, you did spend this time outside of work and doing all that. Yeah. What kind of drove you to, like, keep doing it? Keep
1: doing comics? Yeah, and, like,
2: you know, after a whole work day, Mm -hmm. like, the last thing you want to do is keep working. Yeah,
1: so I think a lot of... A thing that a lot of people don't realize is that I kind of make these comics for a company. Yeah. So it's like I have a contract with... I have a contract with this... Company called Line Webtoon, and it's like this Korean comics platform because web comics is actually really popular over there, and like people are always reading them like on the subways. And so, about three years ago, they launched their um, like global like English version of the app. And then I just like happened to be in the right place at the right time. I like pitched them my comic idea, and they're like, "Yeah, okay." And then um, so now I'm contracted to like draw two comics a week for them. And the deadlines are on Mondays and Thursdays. So usually, like, on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, like, I'm, like, home, like, trying to think of a comic <laughs> idea. So, like, if I didn't have these deadlines, I like, would definitely not be as motivated
2: to keep right. trying. Is there, like, kind of a ritual or something that you put yourself into when you want to, like, focus on... on...
1: It's not... No, it's not a ritual. It's just, like, like, a desperation. Like, I gotta finish this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, I have, like, only myself telling me mm-hmm. what to do.
1: Don't you have a schedule for this podcast though? Like, you, I mean, it comes out every month. Yeah,
2: but last episode came out in May. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think like having a schedule really helps, even if like, you know, you're not getting paid or anything. Well, I guess maybe that's the good thing about sites like Patreon because you have that sense of duty. Yeah. For others. yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I can't bring myself to create a Patreon. is because i just can't like imagine having another thing to like it's like another responsibility yeah it's another job yeah so i just can't do that
2: yeah well how do you juggle two jobs that you're you do
1: i mean the comics when i sit down to do it it takes maybe like three or four hours to finish one four panel comic
2: Mm -hmm. And, and this is like if you already have an idea yeah
1: it's if i already have an idea and like that's the hardest part is like coming up with an idea like sometimes i'll have one, like, if I'm, like, walking around or, like, talking to somebody, and then I just, like, keep the ideas, like, in the Notes app, but I, like, recently went... I've pretty much done, like, all the ideas in my Notes app now, so I have no ideas. Like, every day is, like, a constant struggle to come up with something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I used to do, like, a little comic online, yeah. no one really read it but it was just something I liked doing it. and yeah. it was a lot more like therapeutic and mm-hmm. like something I like had a problem right. with. I would just go and yeah. just write a comic about it and it just yeah felt a little bit better. Yeah. Alright should we add the so, shaving cream? So it says here? to
1: add two to three cups of shaving cream and I think we can just eyeball this one. Okay. Okay. I trust you. I'm just gonna Go
2: ahead. Whoa I'm
1: gonna say that's a cup. Do you want to mix it? Okay, I can mix it.
2: It smells good. It does smell good.
1: It feels like we're making a pie, like a meringue.
2: <laughs> yeah. Some, something we have in common is our love for food. That's right. Um, what? Have, what was the latest snack you've tried?
1: Um.
2: Or fast food, or any food, I guess.
1: There's, like, a Taco Bell that just opened up by my house. Yeah. So I've been getting breakfast from there a lot. Uh, What do you get? The Crunchwrap Supreme, the breakfast one, is really good. Also, they have these, like, cinnamon Delights. Have you had them? No. They're, like, these little mini, like, donut holes that are covered in cinnamon sugar. Yeah. And inside is, like, some kind of cream, and it's really
2: good. Oh. Wow.
1: Yeah.
2: When taco bell first had their breakfast yeah. i went like the first day they had it and that was when they had the waffle taco do you remember that oh
1: i don't know if i've had that it
2: was like i don't think they make it anymore uh-huh. but yeah it was the waffle the waffle was a shell uh-huh. and then the meat inside was a that
1: Sounds so good
2: uh sausage also
1: i'm just like huffing a lot of glue <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah when the taco bell by my, by my house opened it was like advertised to be a Taco Bell Cantina, which is the one that has alcohol. Yeah. So I like went at nine AM and I was like asking the girl at the counter, I was like, Do you guys have the alcohol here? And she was like, oh, It actually, is nine AM. Yeah, it was nine AM. She's like, We don't have our liquor license yet, so come back later. I was like, Okay.
2: It's coming soon though.
1: Yeah. They have the like frose and like watermelon flavor ones and like I haven't had it yet, but I would like to try it sometime.
2: All right, this slime is getting pretty, it's pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. So now okay. we just need
1: to add the Contact Lens solution. Oh, right. I'm really excited for this part because this is like the thing that brings it all together. Okay.
2: The real, the secret ingredient. Yeah. How much are we adding?
1: 1.5 tablespoons. Okay. Do We're you gonna, want a spoon? I'm all this one right, too. Go
2: for
1: it. <laughs> That's what all the slime tutorials online do. They just kind of like and they mix it forever until something happens <laughs>
3: oh my god it's no. happening
1: it's happening
2: it's getting really goopy
1: this is so disgusting we might have to take shifts on okay. mixing this because I feel like it's gonna take a while oh really yeah this is so gross oh, oh. <laughs> I wonder if we did this right
2: what what do you why do you say that? It's getting it's, it's working.
1: It smells okay. so weird. Like I really feel like we should open a window. It
2: smells fake.
1: We're gonna pass out. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't think there's the windows Uh-oh. open in here. Okay,
1: don't breathe in too
2: much. Like
1: how would you describe this texture? It looks like cottage cheese.
2: Yeah, well it reminds me of uh right now since it's all white. Yeah. It reminds me of fluff, like marshmallow oh, fluff. Oh,
1: Yeah. Or mozzarella that's <laughs> where it becomes yeah. cheese. Have you ever making
2: your own cheese? No, I would love to. I just had this salad, that sweet green called peach Burrata. Oh, how was it? Oh my goodness. I it was great. I love sweet green. You know what the secret ingredients to that salad though is? Uh
1: what?
2: It was the almonds. Oh. Yeah. So good. It was great. Alright, now this we're tiny, now either. it's getting really it sticky. Something it looks is happening. Like. Oh,
3: you can hear it. it
1: cereal out of this bolt <laughs> Ooh. This is so satisfying.
2: Ooh. Oh, goodness. It is very slimy.
1: I think um, once it fluffy. stops sticking to itself, I think that's how you know it's done.
2: Oh, okay. Um. See, I didn't really do any previous research on this before, uh-huh. so uh, I trust that you... You've, you've seen it.
1: I've seen enough.
2: Okay, now it's really looking like. It's
1: really looking good.
2: Very personable very and thick. Yeah.
1: I'm like scared to touch it with my hands. I know.
2: I,
3: I want
1: to. Which I'm a, a fork right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like making a sweet green salad. <laughs> I think this is pretty much done. This is
2: good. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna poke it. Yeah. Oh, oh.
1: I think it's a little it, sti- too sticky still.
2: It doesn't leave much of a residue yet. We need to add Which a little bit
1: more uh,
2: this more. contact solution. You think so? Just <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> okay. Okay. Should,
1: should we add some more?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Okay. okay. All right, so from my first episode of my show mm-hmm. i kind of talked about like the comfortability of being back in my own like hometown and, and just wanting to go back and
3: mm-hmm.
2: and live it there deciding if that actually was just a place that was meant to be or i would flourish there or mm-hmm. it was kind of just this desire because that's what i was used to yeah and from my perspective i'm just in like oh, state over <laughs> and yeah uh, it's not really that far and it's in the same country mm-hmm. uh, where you're from a couple different places. Yeah. Uh, South Korea, um, you lived in Texas, you lived in uh,
1: California. California. Yeah.
2: What was it like for you to come to New York City and and do you feel like New York is, is more of your home?
1: Um, so I never really had that like idealized view of New York that like a lot of people have sometimes. Like yeah. it was never like oh I gotta like to the big city and like i've never seen like sex in the city um so it was just like the place where i happened to get a job right and like for me when i was living in korea after college i was so like desperate to get back to america um just because like i never like wanted to be there in the first place Mm -hmm. and the only reason i moved there was like my parents kind of like guilted me into coming back (laughs) or like it was like a sense of duty where like I realized they were getting older and like they weren't going to be like healthy like forever so I kind of felt like I had to be there Mm -hmm. so I was like living in Korea I was like working as a like a translator and it it's just one of those jobs that you do like if you know English like pretty much anyone can work as like an English teacher or you know some sort of translator if you have like the bare minimum like skill set yeah um so it wasn't really what i wanted to be doing and i saw like the buzzfeed job like it was like a web artist fellowship as like an opportunity to move back so it ended up working out and well i mean working out in terms of where it got me to move back to america but it didn't work out in the sense that i didn't get a job afterwards <laughs> Like, I don't really talk about this in the book where I say, like, oh, it was kind of, like, assumed that I wouldn't get a job afterwards. But what actually ended up happening was they kind of screwed me over. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: They told me that, you know, like, a job was guaranteed. Uh um, But what ended up happening was there was a hiring freeze. So they were like, you can't, we can't really have you. Sorry. (laughs) Then that's what brought me to The Verge,
2: right. and
1: I met all you wonderful people.
2: <laughs> yeah, and do you, um, how do you like living in New York?
1: I mean, it just changes on my mood yeah, every day. Me too. It Ch- changes based on how the subway is working that day.
2: That's so true. Yeah. It, it, I would say like maybe not, I won't speak for every New Yorker, but really my mood always depends on what the subway is yeah. like. especially in the summer when it's so gross and Uh disgusting and humid Yeah,
1: I mean but I do feel like because I've spent so much time telling people like oh New York is so horrible and disgusting and (laughs) gross like I did kind of create this narrative in my in my own head that like that I don't like New York but sometimes like I do enjoy it more these days and like when I actually think about like all the people that I've met here, and like how easy it is to like connect with other um, artists here. Yeah, um, I do think I take that for granted sometimes.
2: Yeah, I know that if I did move out of the city, I yeah. would f- have this f- missing out feeling mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Another thing is like just the sheer amount of like art and like music and like culture that's in New York. Um, one of the most like shocking moments for me when I was in Korea was like. Um, I used to really like going to music festivals, and in Korea, um, there's like a couple of like big music festivals that are supposed to be their version of like Coachella, (laughs) but it's really not like that at all. Because one year I was looking at the lineup, and like the headliner was Fall Out Boy and Ruin Five, and I was just like so upset. (laughs) And I don't know. Well, I mean, Ruin Five is pretty big, but. You know, I wouldn't go see I, I mean,
2: I'm not a fan of Maroon 5. Yeah, me neither. Um, this slime is looking amazing. Isn't it? You were just playing with it. kind with of looks it. like... You're kind of just folding the sides inward. Uh-huh. And I've just been mesmerized. It looks
1: like a giant dumpling. <laughs>
2: it does. Whoa. It's still
1: a little sticky.
2: Yeah. Do you think it needs... What about, like, just adding water? Is that too no, much? No, I think no? it
1: needs to be uh, the contact solution. Okay. But, I mean, this is pretty with this.
2: All right, let's put it on top of this box. getting a lot of ringing from the bowl. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just going to just plop it on Uh here. Okay. (laughs) Wow.
1: So much fun. Like, what did kids do before slime?
2: I mean, didn't you play with it as a kid? I mean, Mm. I played with Nickelodeon had, like, branded slime. Oh, really? That called, like, Gak and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Gak and Floam uh-huh. might have been a different brand, yeah. but yeah, it was stuff like that
1: Slime has always been around. It's just been rebranded. You're yeah.
2: right Why why do you think it got so popular? Um, it's just reason-
1: pretty to look at
2: yeah On Instagram. Yeah, I think that's what it is the internet yeah. People- and It seems
1: to be like a distinctly feminine thing. You think so? Yeah because um, a lot of the accounts are run by girls mm-hmm. and um, they make it a point to like get their nails done.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: This is so. Oh, oh, it's. Oh, you think it's sticking to the, to the box, but it's sticking to it. you.
1: Yeah, it's sticking
2: <laughs>
1: to me. <laughs> this is just making me want to get some meringue. Oh yeah. Did you see? Um, Eater is having a pie day. Next Monday. Oh, really? I put it in my calendar. You remember, like, cookie day?
2: Oh, it's... Yeah,
1: it's like that, but with pie. Everyone's
2: going to cook yeah. pie? You can You bake can pie. bake
1: your own pie, Are you or gonna like, make some? just come show up and eat.
2: I made a really good pecan pie for Thanksgiving once, mm. and uh, I am very proud of it. I, maybe I'll make that.
1: No offense, but I don't yeah. like pecan pie.
2: <laughs> oh, no, my God. It's a sweet pie, but... It's a it, bit much. I think it's, it's one of those things that I love is, like, the mix of sweet and salty, uh-huh. Uh which... Pecan I think I just the, don't
1: like yeah. pecans. Oh, no, that's fair. I like pumpkin pie.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's getting seasons coming soon. Right? I
1: think um, they already started selling PSLs. In a, in <laughs> really? Starbucks. Yeah, I saw I, knew, uh, I saw the news on Dan's Twitter.
2: <laughs> Dan Seifert. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was at Dwayne Reed to get some of the supplies. Oops, special paper. Oh,
1: good lord. Oh, God.
2: I'm just going to hold this up to this microphone here. Oh,
1: it's sticky. That is not going to come off. Oh, yeah. man. How did you do that?
2: Oh, it's not too bad. Just roll your hands oh, a little no. bit.
1: Okay. So you're um, saying?
2: Oh, yeah. And Dwayne Reed, they have Halloween candy up. Oh, really? With the pumpkin, like jack o' lantern wow. and everything. Wow. Yeah.
1: I've been saying, um, oh my gourd a lot. <laughs> I think it's uh, subconsciously, I just knew that Halloween was around the corner. Wow, yeah, yeah.
2: I have, did I, uh, did I tell you my Halloween costume ideas? Oh, gosh, what is it? One is just a train conductor. I uh-huh. think a classic costume that no one no one appreciates anymore. You gotta appreciate the classics.
1: I feel like you already have that, like, as a regular wardrobe, like, <laughs> part of your... Yeah.
2: Or the sleepy time a bear on the tea, uh, on the box of the tea. That's,
1: like, basically the same as the train conductor <laughs> outfit.
2: He has, like, one of those sleepy hats. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, like, the blue with the white stripes. It's yeah. the same thing. It is the same. Thing.
2: <laughs> okay. What do you think of this slime here? Oh, this I put back a piece I took on my uh, hand and it's like gray because uh-oh. of it. Oh.
1: I think it needs some um, food coloring.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I didn't I couldn't find any.
1: Yeah. I have some. You know how Be.
2: many stores I went to to find borax? Oh my
1: gosh. Where did you find it? Oh, this you found it at?
2: I got it at Lowe's. Lowe's. What Lowe's.
1: is borax? What is it used for?
2: Um, it's in the laundry detergent aisle. So, yeah. If you look at the... Oh, I was looking for the box. (laughs) It's a detergent booster. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: It says there's three options here. Laundry, bathroom, and kitchen. One is for adding a load with your detergent. One is for, I guess, cleaning your toilet. Mm -hmm. Another is for wiping on your countertops in the kitchen.
1: Is it effective?
2: I don't know. I'm going to find out because I just bought this big box of... Yeah, I have (laughs) a huge
1: box of (laughs) 4
2: Yeah, I'm going to make slime and also clean my kitchen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't use borax though, because yeah. I'm really scared about the chemical burns. Oh
2: well, I'll test it at home and make sure that's okay. All right, Tommy, where can we get? Oh, what are you doing there? Oh, oh, I'm sticking our fingers in it and making this really creepy popping noise.
1: This is what they do. Yeah. There's like a a routine. Like they all follow.
2: Oh, do you memorize the routine? No. Oh.
1: It's so satisfying.
2: I've definitely seen that in videos. Yeah.
1: And you you can tell, like, who has experience doing it, and who's, like, an amateur. <laughs> Wait, it's my... very distinct... No, oh. I wasn't <laughs> trying to <laughs> shade you or anything, but
2: in is, Instagram videos, yeah. What's, like, a proper way of doing it? I
1: don't know, it's, it's just like... You can just tell. Yeah, you just tell. Yeah? Because the, the amateurs are, like, really rushed, and the camera's not, like, all shaky, and, like, the lighting is bad.
2: All right. Tommy, well, where can we get the book?
1: Uh, it's available wherever books are
2: sold—Amazon,
1: mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble, your local bookstore retailer, The Strand.
2: Yeah, I saw yeah. it at um, Greenlight Books yeah. in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my gosh. Was-
1: I went to um, Barnes & Noble to sign a couple copies. Yeah, and did
2: you do it unwarranted?
1: No, no, no. Well, the (laughs) publisher told me, like, oh, make sure to check with the manager first. Right. Um, So the first time I went, it was fine, everything was fine, and then I went back, like, on another weekend, and I, like, asked someone working there, I was like, excuse me, like, is it okay if I sign a couple of these books? And she was like, yeah, who are you? And I was just like, uh. Well, she was joking. But it was still very Did you scary. have to prove who you were? Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, I just want to see some, like, proof. Um, and I was yeah. like, well, actually, there's a picture of me on the back. So. <laughs> oh, that's Was she like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> she, like, didn't care. Nobody cares. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, they've seen it all in New York City. Yeah. All right. Well, Tommy, thank you for joining me and making slime on the show. Thank
1: you for having me. I hope this wasn't too painful to listen to.
2: Oh, know. I, I, I hope it was yeah. soothing to yeah, listen to, maybe. Yeah, I hope to, so, maybe. too. Um, you can get the book, Be Everything at Once, anywhere books are sold. Domi, what's next for you?
1: Well, I don't know. Just kind of kick it yeah. <laughs> for a while. Relax. And then people
2: can see your webcomics online at?
1: Uh, you can go to my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the handle is my name, Dommy underscore Lee.
2: Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> So that was really fun. I hope you enjoyed that Sonic experience. Maybe I still have some things to learn from the ASMR community, but that's okay. It's only episode three. You may have remembered I mentioned to Dami that before recording the interview, I went to a few stores to go find all the ingredients for the slime. You would think it'd be pretty easy to find all that stuff, but it was surprisingly hard in downtown Manhattan. In the middle of the day, I had to trek uptown to Lowe's just to get a box of Borax, which I guess we didn't end up using anyway. And you know, that was around like 4 p.m. That time, I'm usually getting a little lethargic in the afternoon. But I got excited to work on a fun little project and didn't even think about whether I had the energy or not to do it. So there's something to be said about that. But then again, I hadn't been home yet, ready to plop on the couch, and it's just so hot in my apartment. Maybe, like I said before, all the trains in the city suck out that energy for you sometimes. But that's a whole different episode, I think. Anyways, my next guest is someone who has also written a book, Alana Oaken. She was gracious enough to stop by and talk about it. Alana loves crafting, so not only does she take up crafting and knitting and whatnot, she also wrote a whole book about it in her spare time. I gotta know how she did it. So without further ado, here's that interview. All right, welcome Alana Oaken, senior editor of RACT and author of the book The Curse of the Boyfriend Sweater, Essays on Crafting. Welcome.
0: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
2: Tell me a little bit about the book.
0: Totally. So it's basically a book of personal essays about crafting. Um, So I'm a big knitter, crocheter, embroiderer, all that stuff. And it's basically a series of pieces on how Using those things helped me navigate my life, essentially. So, you know, anxiety or grief or things like joy or even boredom um, have all kind of been put through the crucible of making things. And that book is kind of what came out on the other side.
2: Yeah, I find it very relatable in the sense it's like something you're really passionate about. And you have a little bit in the book actually about when you got the book sold, which I thought was funny. <laughs> So what kind of things are going through your head in the process of writing this? Like, yeah, you that's have, a
0: great question. Yeah,
2: you have so many personal anecdotes in here. Like, did you have a diary or something that you were playing from?
0: <laughs> no, not exactly. I mean, so I'd been writing, I worked at BuzzFeed at the time, um, and I'd been writing a bunch about crafting well not, not a bunch but I had been writing significantly about crafting like I'd, wrote, I'd written one essay the, f- the first essay actually in the book about I had two friends who passed away really young and I wrote about uh, knitting a baby sweater as sort of a way of you know reacquainting myself with the idea that life could come into the world um, and so I'd written that years ago like I think that was published in like 2013 or something um, and then I wrote another one the next year that was about using knitting to navigate anxiety so like the seeds had kind of already been planted and those were what made up like the cornerstone one of my proposal. Um, and yeah, I just kind of knew that I had a lot more to say about it. That like, like it's not that I had everything in the book so fully sketched out, or that I was like, oh, I got to remember this for like a future time when it will be in a book. But I've always been someone who's very interested in kind of like plumbing the depths of my own brain. Um, it's not that it wasn't hard to write. Certainly, it was hard to sit down and write all these pieces and make sure that it was legible and that it was useful for people and that it was in the right order. But when it came to like the beats I wanted to hit, that actually wasn't that hard. And so as part of the proposal. I had to submit, you know, a couple sample essays, essentially, and then, like, a rundown of all the other essays I wanted in the book. And even though, like, a lot of them turned out, like, really terrible and, like, we did not include them or, like, some things turned out to be much bigger than I thought and some were smaller, like, those essential hooks were still all there. So it was definitely, like, something that's been germinating, you know, for a long time. Um, And I was just really excited to, like, get the opportunity to sit down and make it happen.
2: Knitting and crafting has been in your life for for as long as you can remember, it seems like, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been Um, knitting
0: for over 20 years now, which is crazy (laughs) that I've been doing anything for that long. Right,
2: right. (laughs) Is there anything specific about why you kept having that as a hobby or a passion?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I've always been a writer and I've always been a knitter. And I think that they do kind of like occupy equal and opposite zones. Like I've always been so interested in kind of like arranging narratives and working with words and and essentially like working on computers and with screens and my jobs have always been in the like, you know, kind of, it's hard to describe it's not that it's like out of touch with reality but it's like you know we work in cyberspace mm-hmm. essentially like yeah. you you less so than me you're doing I think slightly more physical stuff but like pretty much everything I do is like dragging and dropping on a Mac and so <laughs> I th- and and that's been the case forever like it was the case in college too um, and so I think having something that's like very physical and very much anchors me to the world has always been super appealing and crafting has also just been this very meditative strain in my life like I have a lot of anxiety and I think it's been a really nice way to just kind of anchor myself in the world and be like okay like don't freak out you can get through the next row like like the motion of doing a stitch is really calming to me the same way that I think for other people like running or fishing or like even just like deep breathing or whatever like none of those things have worked for me but crafting actually does (laughs) and it's also just like really fun like it's fun to make something it's fun to have an end
2: result really physical end result
0: totally to just be like I wanted this hat and like now I have the hat and like it's because (laughs) of me like so it's like yeah there's all these like philosophical reasons or whatever but like at the end of the day it's just like really freaking fun
2: (laughs) (laughs) so like you said you write for a living and you wrote this book outside of work Mm -hmm. um that resonated to me because I'm doing this show outside of work and um it's like this need to be creative out of something that I can call my own Mm -hmm. and not feel like it's a part of something else, I guess, maybe selfishly.
0: No, but I think that's true that, like, I've often felt especially – like I like to be in this industry. I like that what I do for a living is largely like what gives me sort of like spiritual sucker and makes me feel creative. But that also can mean so much that like your sense of self-worth is so tied to your job in a way that I don't know is necessarily the case in every other industry or if there's more of a divide between like your passion and your job. So it was like really nice to have something that like didn't belong to my company that I could sort of do at my own pace that just like – even when I was feeling really shitty at work or feeling like oh my god you're not succeeding in the right ways you know in other sectors of your life like I could always just go home and like write a couple hundred words on this thing <laughs> like that right. was really helpful. Yeah.
2: yeah that's exactly how I feel about about this show. I really like this quote here in the book uh, writing was is how I make sense of the world. And like crafting, I can do it without permission, without waiting entirely on my own. Mm -hmm. I thought that, yeah, a little (laughs) highlight. I thought that was really great. So, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is trying to find that energy after, like, they work a long day (sighs) and? Like, is it something that just comes naturally because you're so passionate about it? Or is there, like, some kind of ritual?
0: God, that's, like, the million-dollar question. I've actually, um, you know, Eliza, who works at React with me, we've been joking about this, about, like, me being her, like, hobby sommelier, like, figuring out <laughs> just, like, as an adult, like, what can your hobby be? Like, how will you unwind? And, like, you know, it's easy to be kind of tongue-in-cheek and to be like, well, all the cool hot girls are, like, doing ceramics, so, like, go sign up at the ceramics studio or whatever. But I do think that, like... If I would give anyone any advice, it's that if you really want to try something, again, whether it's a sport, whether it's knitting, whatever, just like let yourself be bad at it for a while. Because I think that that's maybe why as adults, so many of us like don't try these new things or don't pick up these new strings because we are actually not that used to like sucking for a while <laughs> you know that like you're like you go through school and you get your job and you sort of fall into your groove where it's like oh this is the type of person I am like I am the audio person I'm the video person like I am a visual thinker I am a mathematical thinker and I think that like that calcifies a little bit and like the nice thing about teaching knitting especially to adults is that I get to watch people struggle and I don't mean that in like like a sadistic way but I think there's something really vulnerable and really cool that happens when you're just like oh my Christ like I literally like am a grown-up who's given birth and makes six figures and like has this amazing life and I like can't put like sticks and string together to make something (laughs) and like I think that that's really important so I, I guess I would just say like if you find something that you're interested in or curious about, just, like, let the learning curve be steep and long, even if it feels like that is troubling and, like, the opposite of the intended effect, to relax. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you think there should or there needs to be kind of a separation between hobbies and your job?
0: You know, that's such a good question, especially because obviously the lines have blurred a lot with me on that. Yeah. Um, I think – for me, yes. Like, for example, I get asked a lot, like, oh, do you work on commission? Do you sell the stuff you make? And the answer is, like, kind of yes. I will do, like, embroideries for people. Like, often my friends will be like, oh, my God, it's my anniversary coming up. Like, will you do an embroidery of, like, mm. my spouse's favorite song quote or something? And I'll totally do that. I've, I've even gone so far as to do stuff for, like, friends of friends. But when it comes to the idea of, like, making a whole go of it and trying to go to craft fairs and, like, doing the <laughs> Etsy store. And my, my sister does this. My sister does this basically for a living. Um that is something that I don't think I could do. I think that it would put it would knock knitting out of the meditative category and into the right. like like the productive category <laughs> almost. But I don't know. I, I think that there are people who are much better set up in order to have that line blurred, and there are others who kind of need to have their buckets.
2: Yeah, totally. What is a good craft for me to get into?
0: Oh, yeah. So I actually think I think embroidery is kind of the one to start that with. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so my boyfriend is not crafty at all. He has like you know <laughs> big like man fingers and like I don't think would ever have the patience to knit. But I taught him how to embroider like not too long ago, and he was he's pretty good at it. Like he's made stuff for his friends, and like I think it's because it's a lot like doodling. Like there really isn't that steep of curve. Yeah, a I'm a big doodler. Yeah, yeah. It kind of I think suits the same impulses where it's like you're just kind of going one thing in front of the other. It looks like your handwriting, which is really cool. Like it like. That is cool. yeah, yeah, it looks very like intimate right off the bat. I don't know. I just think that embroidery is really fun and it's something you can kind of do without thinking too much and you can finish a project really quickly. Like with knitting for a first time project, it will take you, you know, anywhere between 6 to 12 hours to finish an embroidery you could do like in an hour.
2: Wow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my that's my yeah. next hobby. Okay,
0: I've actually been wanting to do a like Crafter Noon at Vox Media. Oh my god! So I will. Keep Let me just say, craft
2: afternoons, <laughs> yeah. the best Facebook Live.
0: <laughs> R.I.P. <A>. Um,
2: <laughs> that uh, was was going on during yeah. the Facebook Live era.
0: Yeah. No, it was so fun. Was, I mean, also just like because you know when I came from Buzzfeed, that was I was doing a lot of DIY stuff. Like me and my old boss helped launch the DIY section, so like crafting was kind of a big part of my workday. And like I love this. Place and it's wonderful, but like I'm I felt the crunch, you know, of sure. like, oh god, it's like not actually like professionally mandated that I go like play around with yarn, and so it was nice to like come <laughs> up with a reason to do
2: that, yeah, exactly. I guess that's that's the key to yeah, to build keeping... it into your day, <laughs> yeah. I w- who did the cover of your book?
0: Oh, this is so this is really cool. Um, this is a woman, I want to say her name is Kelly. Um, who is around my age and who is who I think is a junior designer at the publishing company. Um, and this was her first cover that she did all on her own. And it was like my first book ever. So I thought that was really, really cool that oh, we kind awesome. of both were working on this thing together. They sent me a few options, all of which were gorgeous. And my agent was like, that never happens you know oh, really? like that you're just choosing between like all these wonderful things
2: uh well they say you should never judge a book by its cover but it's a beautiful cover thank you um, i saw
0: one review and you're, you're like not supposed to read the like good readers reviews because everyone like kind <laughs> of sucks but um just kidding love you goodreads uh but it was like i don't have any intention of reading this but like the cover is really great <laughs> <laughs> thank you but you know what <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Alana, thank you for doing the show Where can we find the book?
0: Yeah, so you can find it pretty much anywhere um, You can find it on Amazon, IndieBound Powell's, Barnes & Noble Basically wherever you find books They should have it here um, It's called The Curse of the Boyfriend Sweater And the publisher is Flatiron slash Macmillan
2: Alright, thank you
0: Awesome, thank you so much
2: what I learned from both of these interviews is that I really need to create some stakes for myself. Maybe that pressure to finish something by a certain date and time is enough to get my blood pumping and fuel my energy to do something I want to do. I just need to sit down, make a calendar of what I should be doing, and then maybe try to reward myself when I achieve a goal then i'll have some visual representation of where my time is being spent and it'll just i'll just be more organized and that's a good feeling sometimes i just bought a nintendo switch that i haven't opened yet so when i finish this episode i'll allow myself to play it and you know i'm sure some art is created spontaneously but sometimes it needs to be planned out and that's okay and Thinking about it more, maybe I shouldn't try as hard to find the answers to my problems in the people that I interview. Trying to fit my scenario into someone else's way of doing things might end up going against what I'm trying to do. Although I don't know what I'm trying to do. Oh, I'm sure you're wondering what happened to that person that messaged me that one night to hang out. Well, it was a nice time and I definitely needed that, but that's, but that's all it was. So infatuation fades away pretty quickly, but something you're really passionate about can go on for a pretty long time. Oh, would you look at the time? I should prepare my overnight oats for tomorrow's breakfast. That's my recent obsession. Well, thanks for listening uh to end the night i've got a great musical guest yucky bangs who has an ep coming out next month but we've got a track from that record tonight it's called bury you i can't stop listening to it to be honest uh you can check out more of yucky bangs at yuckybangs.bandcamp.com. so head over there after you listen thanks again to dami lee and alana oaken this was so great i had a lot of fun uh all right good night everyone